Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I'm joined by famous artist Danny Haas. You took down North by Northwest for Ninja 3. I'm watching Ninja 3 this week. I'm watching Ninja 3 this week. And spiritual advisor, Pert Alexis. How many times does Dave Batista have to describe what kind of food truck he's going to have after all this? Can somebody tell me the point? And together as friends forever, we discuss recently watched movies. Later in this episode, we cover the Sigourney Weaver classic, Aliens. From 1986, will we end leading Ladies Month on a high note? Or should we not have watched the theatrical version? Find out now. We love Spotify. You know that. Danny, you're always talking about using Spotify, doing listening parties during the day. Yep. Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a great listening party on Discord the day through the beautiful Spotify party feature that's inside Discord. I love mm. it. We were, uh, 70 millimeter, was lucky enough to get invited to a beta of paid subscriptions. So if you're listening to this in Spotify and have wanted to support us and get access to our exclusive episodes like Twilight, Batman Returns, and Forever. Remember that Batman Forever episode we did? Mm. We did? Is this one of the best episodes we've ever done? Batman and Robin win. (laughs) (laughs) Batman and Robin month win. Next. Uh, Shin Godzilla is one of those episodes and Flash Gordon. I probably when we had an amazing time doing that, but uh, you can do so right now and unlock those episodes in Spotify for two ninety nine a month. If you do that, you can actually just use that link in whatever app you want. It doesn't have to be Spotify. But if you're a Spotify fan, you can do so now. There's a link uh, to that feature in our show notes. Uh, so just FYI, pretty cool that we were invited to that, and we uh, thank Spotify for that. Next month, before we get into the show, Indiana Junes. My gosh. The entire month, Proto. Big month. Yeah. All four movies. <laughs> Maybe with some bonuses spread in there. Tease. Danny's been reading Indiana Jones books nonstop since we non-stop. announced this. He's been you know, doing research. What's the most recent one you were paging through? Right now I'm reading Indiana Jones and the Seven Veils, written by Rob McGregor. Mm-hmm. Have you read a lot of the Indiana Jones no, books? This is my no. first one. Mm. Very excited get, about it. We should get someone on that's read a lot of those books. It's probably nobody. Maybe a guest of some kind. What's uh, what's the deal with those books? Are those like young adult or like are they short stories or what's the what's the deal with those? Uh, I don't think it's a short. No, it's not a short story. Uh, it's a thickness. It's a good. Let's see here. Where's page numbers? How does this work? How do books work? Yeah, 275 pages. That's a lot. Drew Struzan did all the cover work. My boy Drew. King. Pretty great. King-ish. Do you have any time for movies to watch this week, Danny? Did you watch any movies this week? 
Uh, besides our feature films, aliens, um, aliens. I picked one out to watch because of a dear podcast of friend of ours, film hags. Uh, they were doing rent this week and I hadn't wow. seen rent the movie. I hadn't seen rent the play actually. Um, so I don't, it's my first time watching it. Uh, I knew the music or at least one of the songs very well, very well enough to get it stuck in my head too much. Um, I gave this film two stars. I Jeez. disliked it a lot. What? Um, I hate, uh, hate, well, hate's a strong word. A I strong just word. think it's a very poorly made film. Uh, the pacing is uh, <laughs> horrific. Um, performances were just, ugh, and I hated the way it looked. It's just garbage. Is it? uh, it's hard because I gave it two stars mainly for the music. I mean, the music is great. Performances on during the singing were fantastic but goodness it's just not it's not a it's not a good film chris columbus what are you doing chris columbus from harry potter one and two please you talk about not aging well (laughs) no (laughs) not for me that was actually outside of uh the movies that's all i watched this week wow isn't uh sensation edina menzel she is. In she's rent. incredible. She's got a, I mean, she's, it's just weird because the songs are so good, but everything in between is horrific. Oh my God. Terrific. That is strong language. It's one of those movies where you look at the, you pause it just to see how much longer you have left. And when you realize it's an hour, <laughs> you just regret your decision on even watching it. Uh, you mentioned Chris Columbus and his first two Harry Potters. This is Mm -hmm. a a reminder that we launched our first official goal on Patreon. If we hit, when we hit, it's not an F, when Mm -hmm. we hit 200 patrons, we will do the entire Harry Potter movie franchise Mm -hmm. for patrons, for our supporters. I was thinking about this today. Mm, And my thought I had is that there are probably... 30, 40, 50 people waiting to join. They're waiting until we're at like 190. They're saying like, well, I won't join yet because Mm -hmm. I want, you know, I want to push them over the edge. Mm. And so they're waiting. The thing is, if all those people who were, who are waiting just did it right now, we're at 200 easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. You know, even easier the, the best way to spread the word about a podcast is word of mouth. We have these discorders, you know, that could be spreading the word in their text message apps, their signals, their, DM, their IG DMs. That's just another avenue. Pull out your stationery. You want to get these Harry Potter movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pull, pull out your letterhead. You know, people still do that. Mm. <laughs> Catholic guilt. That's right. There's one thing <laughs> my mother has taught me. It's Catholic guilt. <laughs> we did get some ta- uh, new patrons this week. Chucky, Mac, Chris, Justin, Jonas, Guarov, and Jacob, which I'm not sure if I mentioned last week. Mm. Uh, so they signed up for four bucks a month. They get access to the VHS Village, our lovely Discord with an amazing community of people that love to remind me that I didn't talk about the Harry Potter goal for the last three weeks. Mm. Um, but if you wanted to join us, get discounts on prints, get our membership card to the VHS Village. Ian is running some kind of referral <laughs> scheme slash contest. I don't even know if I can read this legally. 
but he's 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 willing to pay for like people's first month in in Patreon. I don't even know how it works, but that's what he's doing. Remember when he when he offered to pay for someone's year of college? I know, unreal. <laughs> Can't even get Biden to do that. Ian is literally Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. He's he's scheming. He has no concept of what could happen if it fails, and everything's going to come crashing down at some point on Ian. Part, did you watch any movies this week? I did. I was able to continue the lean journey uh, for the month of May, which is Doctor Shivago. I watched this, which came out in uh, 1965 from David Lean. Uh, I gave it three stars. Mm. It is about Ouch. Dr. Shivago. Uh, this is based on a, I, I'm assuming it's a, it's a Russian novel uh, and um, it's as confusing as a Russian novel <laughs> because um, for the first hour, I was pretty lost as to what was going on in this movie. Uh, now, I, I do have to preface by saying I did watch this movie over the course of two nights, which was probably a mistake. <laughs> this probably should be consumed in one sitting because it did not help me to remember what was going on with all the different characters um, and the different relationships and the, the jumping from different timelines, uh, different people's lives. It was, it was pretty confusing. Um, and just overall, though, I just... I wasn't blown away by much of anything in it. Um, but in, you know, David Lean fashion, there was some amazing moments. It is altogether a pretty amazing story, I think. Um, so, you know, people who are committed to the the lean journey, I think it's, it's, it's still, you know, a good watch. Um, it, it's, it's a very grand story. I don't know what to compare it to. I was trying to think of like another movie, but uh, the only other like movie that I th- can think of like scope wise, I don't know, maybe like Schindler's List or something. Like Jeez. it's it's just like very big in, in that way. Um, so yeah, so that was that was it for me for Doctor Shivago. Didn't a three it, you star know, from you? Away. Sorry to interrupt. Three stars from you on a lean movie. Didn't Danny? Mm-hmm. Would you give uh, River Kwai three stars? Probably. That's like a that's Doctor Shivago could be like a two star Danny. If I'm no. doing the math right here. I right? gave it five stars. You gave Shivago five stars. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't watch it. Get the F out of here. I got to find the time. <laughs> Too busy watching Rent <laughs> and hating it, ever hating every second of I've, it. It's been a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, no problem. And then I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to get on the, you know, I, I wanted to be in the zeitgeist of oh, the, the, the film that world that everybody else, you know, Oh, Everyone gosh. else gets Here to live comes, in, baby. So I, uh, I turned on our our boy Zack Snyder's newest picture. Yes, on Netflix, Army of the Dead. Oh, you guys, heard about this movie? Big time buzz about it, right? Around this movie in real life and our Discord. Yeah, yeah. People are heated over this. Um, it's interesting, you right? know. Patrons uh, Chuck, Mel, and and uh, Neil giving this movie five stars and willing to die. I think they were willing to die, sacrifice <laughs> yeah. their souls for this movie. Bodies were laid out for this film. Yeah, um, man, it is. It's weird. I, I really don't know entirely how to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's long. I definitely didn't love it. Yeah, 
Yeah, you I didn't give a that. rating. Just to be clear, there's no rating on this letterbox entry from Proto Lexus for this movie on on Letterbox. I felt as a spiritual advisor to this community, mm. it wasn't in the best interest to give it a rating at the yeah, time. I feel that. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to flame the fire. Uh-huh. Fan the flame. Yeah, but what was your review? Your <laughs> review fanned the flames. <laughs> what, what, can you recite your review for Army of the Dead? Do you remember your first line? Sure. <laughs> Uh, I said the the Paul Verhoeven of Michael Bay's. <laughs> That's who but Zach he Snyder didn't want to fan the flames. <laughs> I especially enjoyed Dave's fight with a mattress bed. <laughs> All right, so no this rating. Is, I, I had a very, I had a, I was very conflicted and and kind of disturbed um, because I've heard this phrase mattress bed before. So in this movie, there's a scene where Dave Batista has to move a mattress bed that's blocking a door. Um, and the reason I'm calling it a mattress bed is because it's a, there's a, you see a mattress on a bed frame and he pulls it away, but you know, you can't really call it just a mattress because if it was just a mattress, you wouldn't know that the bed frames there. And then if I called it a bed, you might assume that it's a bed with sheets and blankets covering it. And it doesn't really give you a clear picture, but I felt like the words mattress bed is is more appropriate because there's definitely a mattress there that's bare, <laughs> but then also the frame as well. Do you guys? So is do, it attached you, to the frame? Yeah, it's attached to the frame. Do you it, hearing the words mattress bed? Do you feel like that conveys what was in the movie Slim? I don't even. Rem- I thought that he fought with a mattress and it was like just a mattress. I thought you were joking about him fighting with a mattress. This is a real thing. <laughs> no, this happened. This he happened in the movie. He fought a mattress. Yeah. Yeah. He won, but he did. He fought it. <laughs> what are we, what is, what is, what are we talking about here? This is in this film, the zombie apocalypse film. It's long. It's two and a half hours. He it's takes some big time risk with lenses. If you remember mm-hmm. the epilogue from uh, Justice League, the whole movie is like that. He's just writing, he's doing whatever the F he wants. I respect it. Um, but this 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 cabal of uh, Zack Snyder apostle, apostles in Discord that will give him five stars if he posted a video on TikTok of him taking a poop. Um, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I don't agree yeah. with it. Um, the, 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 I, the one of the the arguments that they give is that you know if you like fun you'll you know you'll enjoy this. But I, I don't think I can agree with that because. Mm. There are, there's a lot of aspects of this movie that aren't fun. Mm. Like the amount, it's way too long. There's so many scenes. How many times does Dave Batista have to describe what kind of food truck he's going to have <laughs> after all this? Can somebody tell me the point of the, the 10 minutes of dialogue? Danny's, Danny's falling asleep. We got to keep, I'm not we falling asleep. On. I'm just surprised he's, two of you watched this film. It's a, you know it's free net it's like free movie free Netflix you pay monthly <laughs> for a movie. Movie. you've paid like seven years for this film <laughs> it all came down to this thank you uh, we mentioned Letterboxd and every week if you shared the show on social media we give away a free year of Letterboxd Pro gets rid of third party ads gets you uh, you a host of features some year end stats which uh, I enjoy and all you have to do is share it on social media this year's this week's mm-hmm. winner. From Twitter, at Smog Dude. Excuse me. 
I Smaug. love that name. Smaug. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Is that a Smaug Lord of the Rings Bade. character? Smaug? That's the dragon. Can we not? not? <laughs> you know Maybe the answer w- to that. I'm he so- wants to be like the handler to Smaug. <laughs> I feel like I saw like a Vic Burger video where or something no where they Burger edited is. Peter Jackson saying Smaug. Like over oh and over again. It's cracking me up. I'm sorry. It's been a, it's been a real good show, it's guys. It's been a night. Uh, just a reminder, if everyone has forgotten, <laughs> December is Lord of the <laughs> Stupid. Ass. I cannot oh wait for December. Gosh. We're doing the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> oh cow. my God. <laughs> Smaug. Is, we're not going to make it to December. <laughs> I need to find the video. I have to find what that's from. Uh, anywho... But if you wanted to support Letterboxd and get a discount 20% off pro or patron status, at any point, you can use the link on 70mmpod.com. Oh, boy. Do we have time for anything I watched? Probably not. We need to, we need to get cooking here. Just um, pick one, Matt. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What about... You, you gave a movie called Ninja 3 five oh. stars. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, talk about God. that real Ninja quick. Ninja 3... So a uh, member of the tape deck uh, conglomerate, Bat and Spider, one of my favorite podcasts, if not the favorite podcast, did a movie called Cyber Cop, which I watched. And it was from a certain director by the name of Sam Furstenberg. And I realized that he did a movie called Ninja 3, The Domination, which had been on my watch Amazing. list for a while. It's like some cult movie that everyone's like, oh, you got to see this. It's so crazy. It's so fun. And I finally gave in and I fired it up. It was on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, and it blew me away. It mm. is, let me just read some of this right now. Uh, a female aerobic instructor is possessed by the soul of a fallen ninja when coming to his aid. The spirit seeks revenge on those who killed him and uses the instructor's body to carry out the mission. The only way the spirit will leave her body is with the help of another ninja. This is like the most 80s action movie. This was made for me. I had like an experience watching this movie and I need to get the Blu-ray ASAP. I need a poster of this movie on my wall. I've never experienced a movie like this. Is this a real picture in Discord? It's on your top four? That's real. What did, I did you that, remove from I did your that top in four secret. for Ninja 3? I did that uh, North by Northwest. You took down North by Northwest <laughs> for Ninja now, I, 3. Let me preface I'm this. I'm watching Ninja 3 this week. Let me preface this right I'm watching now. Ninja 3 I am this not week. saying that the majority of people will, will enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. This is one of those like 80s action movies that's very bad, but it has teetered up to the point where it's very good. And there's mm. a lot of scenes that are hilarious. Mm. Uh, there's a scene with V8 juice that is one of the most sensual moments okay. I've seen this year. That's all I can say. Streaming on Amazon Prime. Dang. Rumble knows. Lol. Oh yeah, the V8 juice. OMG. See? Confirmed. The domination best movie in chat right now from Rumble. Vindicated.mp3. It's in your top four. I'm watching it this week. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm anxious to see what that rating is going to be. Uh, Forrest, just real quick before we get to Aliens, can we get Dale to give it a weekly possession update? Mm, interesting. It's a lot of talk in Discord about the traveling 
possession Blu-ray that is now going for a hundred dollars on eBay that I grabbed for forty bucks uh, earlier in the year, and it's currently been with Dale for about two and a half months, like six months, baby. <laughs> and there's a lot of people upset about it. Dale's been watching a lot of movies, but I don't want to. I don't want to just cause this negativity, you know, for yeah. producer at large. Dale, he's not in the studio right now. He's, he's under the desk. Casey just posted a screenshot of the V8 scene. Yeah, it's everything you're thinking in that in that screenshot, everybody. Okay, aliens. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver won the tournament, the leading ladies tournament, and we chose Aliens, second movie in the franchise. The hit maker, Sigourney Weaver, and maybe James Cameron involved too. But Proto, can you walk us through this science fiction journey of aliens? Previously, Ripley had escaped the alien that killed the entire crew of the Nostromo. Putting herself into hypersleep, Ripley is found drifting in space 57 years later. Her employer is skeptical of her story since the moon is now a colony. Having lost contact with the colony, Ripley reluctantly agrees to, to a deal to return and exterminate any signs of the aliens. Returning to the moon with a squad of Marines, Ripley finds the colony seemingly abandoned except for signals coming from beneath the station. As the Marines move closer, it becomes clear that they are not alone, that Ripley was right, and that monsters are real. Ripley ran last time but now she has a flamethrower and a roll of duct tape and won't be satisfied until she gives it back to the aliens first question is Sigourney Weaver a god yes thank you (laughs) next question Uh, a god. Uh, I can't remember the first time I saw this movie. I don't know if it was a VHS at home, but I made a brief mention, and we can kind of get into it as the conversation goes on, but I remember really the special edition of this movie more than the theatrical, which is what was, the theatrical was on Prime Video. So that's what I watched. Uh, so that's actually like the majority of my memories of this movie. Proto, do you remember mm. the first time you saw this? Uh, no, this was the first Alien movie that I had seen. So I saw this before I saw the original. Mm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but, uh, and then of course I watched it last year for the Alien Journey. Um, so I guess this is like my third time seeing it. Yeah, and, mm. and for that journey, I think we had the option or the ability to watch either version when it was on, quote, HBO Max, plug, wink. Wink, wink. Uh, Danny, what about you? What's your history with Aliens? Uh, I do remember my first time because. This was about two years ago, and I had never watched them. Um, so I think I did, I did my own journey <clears throat> before uh, we did ours, obviously. And um, started with Aliens, with Aliens 2. But I, I watched I watched all the way through um, Prometheus, I believe. And then I watched Covenant a little mm. while ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, that was that was my first viewing. This is probably my 
I think this is probably my second or third viewing. Mm. How about Paul Reiser in this movie and his suit jacket collar? What was his accent in this film? I think it was just Riser. Uncut. That's his Jeez. I think that's his voice. <sighs> Smack the shit out of him. What's on your list for aliens, Proto? Well, speaking of Riser, there was a line I wrote down. He says, uh, when they're talking about uh blowing the station up with a nuke, he says, I can't authorize that line of action. I'm sorry. <laughs> just the way he says I'm sorry. It's like this little weasel. Like, why right? is anybody listening to what uh what he has to say? He seems um, just like a weasel in general. I never got into, I was still pretty young, but Mad About You, I couldn't really stand Paul Reiser. Seems like so unlikable. Where is he now? He's dead. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. My only Paul Reiser note is his death scene is not satisfying enough. Mm. I, wanted, I wanted him ripped to shreds in front of my eyes because yeah. I hated his character so much. God, he's so slimy. Like, there's no reason. Like, we don't get, we shouldn't see the android be ripped apart more than Paul Reiser in this film. Mm. I I feel like I would have been more satisfied if the Marines would have killed him. Oh, yeah, that's like, how, right there. Yeah. Rad. How could you not have killed him when when he tried to get you both to have face huggers on you and a child? Like, how do you not just end him right there? Lying to Sigourney from the get-go of this film. What's on your list, Danny? Uh, the first thing on my list is uh, when I w- first watched this film, I watched the HBO Max um, director's cut. Uh, and so when I watched it this time, it was Casey's first viewing and we watched it. I actually was really annoyed that the segment about Ripley's daughter wasn't in this film, mm. or at least in the theatrical. Right. And also, I, I... I don't like that they took out the part with Newt's family as well. And I guess that's probably the two biggest parts of the director's cut. Um, but I feel like there's so much more weight to Sigourney spending uh, 57 years adrift in hypersleep to come back to her wife or her, not, excuse me, her daughter who's lived an entire life um, and died in her, in like in her sixties Um to have that taken out of the film, because also it, it kind of, um, well, it's a great performance by Sigourney, but it gives a little bit more weight to her performance with Newt and those two mm-hmm. characters and how she mothers her as well, even to the point of Newt calling her mother yeah, uh, at one point. So I don't like that that's taken out of the theatrical. It's I feel like it's just, it lends so much more to the story, um, especially Sigourney's story, or Ripley, excuse me. Yeah, I agree. That was one of my favorite scenes. I also just like that kind of design of that room she's in. You know, it's oh, like yeah. the hologram room or the projecting room. I do want to point out, Tim Tim made a comment in chat. He says he thinks there's footage of a cut scene with Ripley finding Burke in the alien nest and she gives him a grenade to kill himself. Excuse me. Now, see, that's, that's what I want. I can't remember exactly what I want. I can't remember if that's in the special edition or not. I, um, I did watch that deleted scene after I watched it the first time. It is so it's, creepy. It's just a straight up crazy. deleted scene. It's just yeah. Not, oh, it's like not that. even like cleaned up either. It's like I, really I, dark. I also really liked the scenes on, uh, what is it? LV426? Couldn't remember that stuff. LV426. Yeah, the scene of the family being sent to find the ship. 
Yeah, it's rad. So I actually even forgot. So on this viewing, I was like, wait, wait a minute. Where's the, sh- yeah, where's the scene of the family? <laughs> I was like getting annoyed as I was watching this movie. I do love the, the those scenes. And apparently I was on some kind of like alien wiki, not just Wikipedia, but like, you know, alienwiki.org. Um, the special edition is considered the canon official version movie. Uh, and is referenced, I think, in like the comic books and books and games. Like those things are connected to the special edition. The other scenes uh, were the automated turret gun scene that the soldiers put together. That scene is legit. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. They're just like so unloading rad. the clips into the aliens. And you just hear them screaming in that hallway. Holy yeah. moly, what a scene that is. And the other one that I wrote down is Ripley and Hicks exchanged their first names to each other that's right yes um so that was those are some pretty important scenes and i i loved this version of the movie but at the same time like damn special edition rocks it's like an extra 45 minutes of footage in that thing i agree um so prime video can you wake up a little bit and maybe put the Mm -hmm. special edition on prime yeah, I totally agree. Because to me, the uh, my favorite part of the movie, I feel like, is is the her relationship with Newt, um, and like the scene where uh, she is um, getting her to talk by wiping her face and talking to her and cleaning her up. Oh yeah. Uh oh, I made a clean spot here. Now I've done it. Guess I'll have to do the whole thing. Hard to believe there's a little girl under all this. And a pretty one, too. My God, that scene is so good. And the, the idea that, you know, watching this, if this is the only version you've seen and, and you don't know that um, that Ripley had a daughter, like the same age that she left, like how can you cut that from the movie? It just yeah. like adds so much to the rest so of the much. story. Uh, it, yeah, it, to me, it, it's, it's kind insanity. of- insanity dumbfounding that that isn't included or even just i mean just have a line of it just mention it in some way that she had a daughter who isn't here anymore i I don't know Um, even in the special edition there's a scene where newt asks about her uh, if she had a daughter or a child and i think sigourney responds not anymore and i think newt says Mm -hmm. like that means she died right or something along those lines i think i think her daughter died two years before she was pulled out of stasis but yeah like thinking back what are you thinking cutting mm-hmm. that scene out? <laughs> the yeah. whole mm-hmm. back half of the movie <laughs> is her and Newt and like just their relationship, her saving Newt. It's so good. The whole Yeah, her whole going part. back for Newt. Like that's the whole reason, right? Yeah. Her Otherwise it's out. like, oh, she's just going to save a kid. But mm-hmm. if you know that it's like she's this is her chance to redeem. And then at the end, Newt calls her mommy too. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? You kidding me. You kidding me right now? uh lord uh one scene uh so i'll go through some of my list and it's related to the new comments you made but it's and it's at the end where she goes into the elevator and she is like putting the gun together she attaches the gun and the whole scene is just her in the elevator slowly moving it's like almost all one shot and it's maybe like it feels like two minutes and the yeah. end of that shot is her her eyes closed. She takes like this huge inhale before she goes into the queen's nest. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Ripley is so BA in this movie. 
And what's so great is how <laughs> she, in, in like the first alien where she's kind of, you know, she gives her opinion about what should be done. And, you know, she's, she's very strong. She's, you know, she knows what should be done and she has like a clear plan, but there's people who outrank her um, Drum. and they make stupid decisions. And it's not until, you know, and then in this movie, it's not until there's no one else to, to, to kind of like call the shots or everyone is too shaken that she just like comes in and like the scene where she's, where she, she's like, get me, uh, she tells uh, Hudson, she's like, I need diagrams of, of every level in this facility, any way <laughs> into this room. And like, she just starts barking out orders mm -hmm. to everybody, you know, as this civilian with all of these Marines, but she totally takes over and saves, you know, saves their lives in this instance by giving mm -hmm. them a, a chance, to, uh, you know, to escape. But it's just, it's just so amazing. Just the, the way that the, the character, um, just unfolds and, and the way Sigourney plays it. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Marcy hmm. says Sigourney got an Oscar nom for aliens. Damn straight. Resident Oscar expert at it again, Marcy. <laughs> Danny, what else, what is on your list? I mean, after that, um, I, there's something about the, uh, well, the first scene where they're infiltrating <clears throat> where the survivors are that they see on their, map and you know they start losing their minds i love the design of that transporter that she drives that car that she bashes through the wall mm. i kind of i want one of those <laughs> to drive around <laughs> orlando like yeah like it's like the ripley batmobile i think it was so sick i love that design i love that whole moment of the film where she's busting through walls mm -hmm. just to save them because that idiot uh, Marine couldn't handle the pressure. And she, she yells, do something at him. And it's just, oh, yeah. she takes control and gosh, she's just awesome. Yeah. Did you, you usually are the one that watches the behind the scenes stuff. Did you watch any behind the scenes? I saw aliens? that behind the scene making was a three hour doc. And I'm like, well, it's going to have to be for another time this week. I want to, I really I, want to. I couldn't believe it was so long. I It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's in, you know, like VHS quality. But apparently when they did a re-release DVD, they included this three-hour documentary on aliens, the making of aliens. There's interviews of them on set, and then they kind of do a second round of interviews where they're all, you know, 20 years older or whatever they filmed for the DVD. That's rad. Um, so when they talked about that truck or whatever, it's like a machine that moves 747s apparently that they repurposed for You're telling movie. me that that's... I can go buy it's a one real, of those. I mean, it doesn't. I don't think it looks like that necessarily, but it's a it's a it's a short, stubby <laughs> thing with four giant wheels. Okay, yeah, I'll so keep an eye out. That part was real. My local Carmax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other note that I had was, let's see, the audio of the alien egg sack opening towards Excuse the end me. of that movie. I think it's with the queen scene, and there's just like a zoomed in egg. And that thing just like, it blossoms. Mm -hmm. That is some effed up audio. I'll, I'm, I might include it here. <laughs> so man, you talk about Ninja being unsettled. 3 audio. That is the scene, right? Yeah, that's the gif right there. You can, I can hear it. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> the, uh, the documentary is on Letterboxd. It has a weird name. You might have to do some search foo to get the Aliens documentary. 
Um, one thing I've always struggled with this is why would Ripley agree to this mission? Having lived through the events of the first alien, why would anyone ever agree to go back? But then I was, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about like her life and her situation. You know, I think you see her like in her room. She like wakes up in a cold sweat from those nightmares and she like goes to her thing. And I'm thinking, you know, she's living in a steel box floating in space. Probably doesn't feel like she has much going for her. Mm-hmm. You know, probably a lot of people wouldn't feel mm-hmm. that way. So I guess this time around, I felt like it felt a little bit more believable. But I always kind of thought like, man, how could anyone agree to do this? But then, of course, most people aren't Ripley. Right. So, but she also has Riser just manipulating the hell out of her. You know, he knows what's there because he commissioned all of this. And then he's just, oh, don't worry about it. You'll have Marines with you this time and not just whoever the crew was with her in the first time. So he's just, she feels that safety net of, oh, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's such a sicko. Such a sleaze. Paul Riser. That was another thing I wanted to say. Uh, Tim mentions the mats are a little sus. Some of those shots of like the, the whatever, the hel- helicopter or whatever entering LV-426, yeah, that looked pretty bad. Yeah. That, that does not hold up. But the, I love the rear projection that mm-hmm. Jim Cameron did in this movie, just like in Terminator, you know, they have this giant projection screen and they're just doing the stunts right in front of it. I love that. I Bring know. that back. Yeah. Please. Please. Yeah, the when shot. the ship crashes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could just, you totally know it's a screen, but it's still awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one. And then also when the, the, the queen, her, her egg sack thing is getting, <laughs> she's shooting the grenades into it. Oh my God. That looks so great. <laughs> and like there's egg yolks falling out of it. You just know they're like chicken oh eggs. It's <laughs> so gross. It's like mayonnaise <laughs> flying out of there. <laughs> Yeah, I, they talked about that in the in the making of documentary about how they had to get really creative and use what they could with their limited budget and the rear project. They had like this rear projection guy, you know, he was like specialized in doing this technology. So it was cool to have them interview him and uh, just talk about like the kind of limitations that they had while filming. Is it, uh, since you watched it, is it much, I mean, is the idea much different than what they do for like the Mandalorian show? Or is it the same kind of concept? They didn't show, as far as I can remember, they didn't show kind of like a behind the scenes footage of the rear projection. Oh, okay. But they just made it sound like they just set up this big screen and they just had this specialist project, uh, the miniature uh, footage that they were filming on that screen. God, that's to awesome. It right. I need to watch this. I mean, it went deep. It's three hours. Yeah. I, when I saw that runtime, when you shared it, I'm like, well, not today. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what else you got on your list for aliens? Uh, my next scene that I, it's just, it's quite perfect to me is uh, when they're finally locked in after the turrets have run out uh, and they're just, they've sealed the doors, they're surrounded and the, and the, the sonar is, telling them they're like 15 meters, seven meters, they're on top of it. And when Hicks pushes up the vent in the ceiling Mm -hmm. and they're crawling Mm -hmm. at them, it's top, like top notch, uh, like blood pressure rising moment in this film for me. I just, it's perfect. And what I also will 
always die on the hill for is these people in the alien suits running around. I love the way it looks. Like I don't I know it's a person in these suits, but I don't even care. I don't want CG aliens. I want these people running around in practical suits and I love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome and it's just it's a great it's a great moment. Uh and I love Michael in this. Yeah, the aliens in the way he filmed them in the shadows. I loved any time the aliens were on screen, especially, you know, when she is holding the flamethrower in front of the mayo eggs mm-hmm. and they're like creeping towards yeah. her, but then they, oh, the, they, yeah. the queen tells them to like push back into the shadows. That stuff looks legit. So mm-hmm. good. And it still holds up and it's still creepy and scary. When the, when the first Marine dies, her back is to the wall and he kind of mm-hmm. unfolds out of the wall and oh, it's just... God. It's perfect. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely perfect. Tim, our resident expert in chat, rear projection miniature shots are in camera, meaning in front of the lens. Mando, the digital backings are mostly just for lighting and the backgrounds are typically replaced in post. Mm. Oh yeah, that shot that Sean Tang just posted too. Yeah, I have that written down too. And the alien comes out of the water. Perfect. And it's genius. Yeah, and I was going to say, it cuts away at a point where I was like annoyed because I wanted to see the full alien Attack you know, like, a child? come <laughs> come <laughs> out of the water. Like, I wanted to see you, Mr. Alien. And in the yeah. documentary, they actually show that shot in full. They don't cut. They show like the alien kind of Look coming out of the water. how smooth that is. That mm-hmm. tail, it's just Sean terrifying. Tana, I am anti-child gore. You know that. You know that. <laughs> Look at that shot. Criminy. Yeah, it's hard to stop watching. It's really Jeez. hard to stop watching. It's it's terrifying. Bardo, you're up. Um, if I, if I may, um, I, I watch having watched all the the aliens and then coming back to this one, especially with the newer ones, uh, I feel like this it adds mm-hmm. to uh to this viewing because you know Prometheus and Alien Covenant are prequels to to the original uh you know quadrilogy and knowing that this alien the aliens in these are the aliens that uh and this is spoilers for you know if anybody hasn't seen this but this is the this is the alien that David has designed mm-hmm. um that they're that are now in these movies mm-hmm. is just so cool to me uh like at first I was always, you know, I kind of thought like, ah, oh, they're making the Prometheus and alien covenant prequels, but the way they're tying it in yeah. to the originals is just, is just so cool. And now my gears, like the gears in my head are starting to turn to think of like, okay, well, how, how did, how do these, how do the alien eggs that David designed, how did they get back in the hand of the um, the engineers, right? Because mm-hmm. they're on the ship. So at some point, which might be the, in the final movie of the like a new trilogy, if it ever gets made, is somehow that you know the engineers getting a hold of David's design and getting on these ships again. Mm. Um, so just the way they're all like they're interconnected and kind of like creating a circle for the, this whole set of movies is just. Is just so cool, and how this movie, how this you know, Alien is actually it's really a you know, it's a it's a it's a sci-fi movie about a bioweapon more mm. than it is like an alien. Um, mm. 
I've said it before. I just, I just love the Alien franchise. I love the lore. I, I love the whole universe, everything that's entangled with it. I love all the movies. And just seeing this one now with that one fresh in my mind was um, just, it just, it just added to it. I'd, yeah, I'd love more Alien movies in the universe. There's, just keep pumping those things out. I think a I'll TV show's things. next, right? I shot the Photoshop that just oh got Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> oh my. Pause this is, we're not going to reveal what the photo is. You have to join the Discord to find out. <laughs> Bill Paxton, we haven't talked about it Thank all. Thank you. Bill that Paxton, was my next on the, the list. king in this movie. How many, I mean, lines with during his freak out scenes, so good, his like initial scenes. Unreal, right? Wait. No. No? I wanted him dead in the Excuse first five me. minutes of seeing this man. What? I wanted him gone off the screen. I could not handle him. Oh, my God. I can't be the only one. This is- Proto? Kevin, apparently, in chat. Bill Paxton talks. Proto, can you I, give us your opinion? I love Bill Paxton in this. Oh, he is, no. Thank you. Listen- most of the characters in this movie are just stereotypes and he's the stereotype of the Marine that loses his cool and can't handle what's going on. He never um, had his cool. When they're on the dropship, he has his cool. I mean, like, <laughs> but you can tell like he, he's just kind of like, he's like the, the, the clown, but he's also loses it. But I mean, he, he a brings it together. Idiot. He, he unloads on the aliens when they're in the med, the med lab, you know, when they're getting cornered there, like he, he does his part the time someone else in chat this week said uh yeah. is hudson wow. the worst actor ever and i felt sick to my stomach so i just let that go i'm a fan you know, i didn't respond I support to him arts art says he agrees but by the end he's awesome he never got awesome yeah i mean his freak out scenes where you know they're aft he's like literally yelling out loud that we're we're, oh we're my aft. Gosh. uh and at that point as a viewer you want to slap him around too so he's doing his job on my list, I loved her. Uh, one of them saying, "We ha oh, I think it was Gorman saying we have her report on disc. <laughs> I need y'all to review it. <laughs> it's like the future, but they're, st right. they're still reviewing files on disc. Crack me up, Prado. What else is on your list? I mean, my favorite scene, and I think, in, you know, maybe one of maybe the greatest scene in a, in sci-fi. Oh, let's hear it. Is the when they go into the nest for the first yeah. time. Mm. I mean. Are you kidding me? Just like the buildup to that of them like going down lower and lower and then how the atmosphere changes. They start seeing the resin, um, you know, the whatever those structures are that the aliens build. And they, they go from being in this colony station to being in an alien den that is straight from your, your nightmares with humans suspended in goo that are still alive that now have aliens coming out of their chest. I mean, it's just so <laughs> crazy and like your worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks amazing. Like it just looks it the, the atmosphere that's created in it is, is just incredible. Uh, and then also, you know, they, they, they top it off with like, you know, <laughs> removing their, their ammunition. So it's like, if things couldn't get any worse, uh, you guys <laughs> yeah. can't use your guns in here. <laughs> what a crazy idea. James Cameron, oh you, you maniac. That stressful. <laughs> the, that stressful. The queen scene, but that scene, I mean, even the end scene where they think they, they won and they're back 
and the queen uh, reveals herself and then they have that final battle where she gets in the you know the mechanical rig and that that shot where it's revealed where the doors slowly open and she's standing there and she does the line the the line get away from her you bitch oh my god that is movie magic i mean her just m- driving the mech to fight the queen like that whole sequence like it could be it could like break the film and be absolutely horrifically bad but the way it's shot and the close-ups and the speed at which like she's still having to move slow but she has to like predict the movements of the queen cuz it's so fast and the tail whipping and the the whatever you want to call the second mouth coming out at her face it's just it's badass like it's like the cherry on top mm-hmm. for this amazing ripley film like she's just and then it just goes out the airlock and she has to crawl her way out of the airlock and you know half the body of the android saves newt that whole end sequence is perfect i mean it's so much fun yeah um i love it so much yeah and the and the way she's uh um the the way it's shot so that they uh you know cuz it could easily look bad because it's not a real mech suit right it's not a real alien. These are all just, uh, you know, set pieces. But the way Cameron shoots it and all the movements, it looks mm. great even mm-hmm. now. And yeah. you feel like you're in the fight and you know what's going on. But of course, it's you know it's hidden from you to you know you know maintain the illusion that it's that it's real. And it's done so well where you don't feel like it, they're they're just hiding it because they couldn't do it well enough. It, it, it the, the action is is there and it's gripping. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is my Pacific Rim. Oh, <laughs> yeah. These scenes have no business still looking this good. You're right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my closing thoughts on Aliens. I think I'm at four and a half stars for the theatrical edition. If I were, if we had watched the special edition, I think I would have upped it officially to five five banger. But theatrical, I'm four and a half stars. Loved it. Loved Ripley. Mm. I loved her journey in the first two movies. I love that they kind of just took a chance and made it, um, you know, action terror, which I think is kind of how Cameron described it in the documentary. He didn't really want to make it a horror. He just wanted to make it kind of like almost terrifying in certain scenes. Um, I loved it. Loved this universe. Loved Jim Cameron. Uh, I loved watching the documentary and just hearing all these creative people say, how much they hated working for Jim Cameron and Ann Gail Hurd and how they just were so demanding, but I mean, it paid off in the, in the, in the end. Uh, Danny, what's, what about you? Final thoughts and rating. One last scene I didn't talk about, but I can be quick is probably my favorite shot of the uh, film is when um, the quiet moment with uh, Ripley holding Newt, and the reveal of the queen, like before the queen kind of drops her face out. And mm. that shot of just the arachnid type body of her and backlit. And the it's mm. just, I think it's my favorite shot of the film. I absolutely love that shot. And for me, I think my rating on Letterboxd right now is four and a half stars. But going back and watching the director's cut again... And I guess is that what you're calling the special edition? Especially they they're, for whatever reason they call it the aliens direct like updated version, the special edition. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm putting this at five stars. Oh. I love the director's cut of this, and I I would I would ask, is there a better one-two punch in sci-fi trilogies than Alien and Aliens? Like these two mm. films are just back to back absolute bangers. I mean, they're just incredible. <laughs> Funnily enough, Tim says Terminator one and two. I think two's better than one, though. I don't know. I mean, James. Yeah, James the King. James Cameron. Yeah, I mean, it, when are we doing Avatar? Like, honest, honest to God. I mean, his filmography—it's disgusting. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The quality. And you know, he's like obviously just a pain to work for because he's like a perfectionist. They even said the doc that like he's a he's a cameraman. He's a cinematographer. He can like do most of the jobs that that he's talking to in the movie besides the actors. But man. He backs it up mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. movies. It's unreal. Proto. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. The thing that about all of this that just blows me away is uh, Ripley's Ripley's whole journey in the scope of all of, of the whole alien um Continuum, man, what a tough break. Yeah. She lives an absolute nightmare from the first movie. <laughs> she wakes up, has to go back, do it all over again, goes back into the hypersleep. We we know what happens in three. That's not that great. Then we know what happens in four. That's terrifying. Uh, and then that's that's the end of her story. What a terrible way to go. I mean, sci-fi horror. That's it, baby. <laughs> Mm. Um, but yeah, what you guys are saying about, yeah, is there a better sequel in science fiction? I don't know, man. It, this movie is so good. When I watched the alien and then, and this one last year, I just thought there's no way a movie can reach the level that alien did. And somehow mm-hmm. James Cameron really, he does it, you know, he, he shifts it, you know, into a different cat, you know, different genre, um, tells a bold story, uh, does you know if all these things on paper about what you're going to have in this movie and then deliver that is really just incredible. Um, but I will say I I, I agree that I, I, the scenes that are removed from the theatrical um, or just that aren't there they really do take away from it for me. Um, so I gave the special edition five stars, but this I'm oh. going to give four because it doesn't, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it does lose some of the magic mm. by not having those um, extra scenes. Mm. I, I love that Cameron is just doing whatever the hell he wants with this avatar. He's making avatar seven right now or whatever. But having said that, can you imagine if he just did something else, you know, tr- a sequel to true lies or something that's been rumored for years. <laughs> uh, true lies. You talk about a five banger. Are we? My God, Jamie Lee, a vision. Where was Jamie Lee on our voting for Leading Ladies Month? Uh, we didn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> this is officially closing out Leading Ladies Month. What a month it was. A lot of great films, uh, especially ones that I probably would not have watched otherwise. And it was fun to revisit some classics this month. So hopefully everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. Let's get into some VMs. You can leave us a voicemail or shoot us a letter at 70mmpod.com. It's our website. We got a link in the show notes. And uh, we got, let's see, we got 
some in. Let me tell you, we got, let's see, we got a few letters in here too. Let me get those first. Andy, dear friend of the show, wrote us a letter. No question, no voice message, just a question. Uh, hey, just wanted to drop in and ask you guys a quick question. What's the better James Cameron sequel, Aliens or T2? Or secret option C, Avatar 4? Okay, that's <laughs> all. Thank you all for the hard work you guys put into this podcast. Love you guys. I guess, Danny, you, you already gave your answer, right? I mean, both are five-star movies. I think I would lean towards... Um, Aliens because I like Ripley more than I like Arnold as leading uh, people in these films. Um, I think that's the only reason, really. I mean, I love Terminator 2 a lot. It's really hard to pick. I mean, I just prefer Ripley. I like her story arc. Mm. Pardo, I don't, what was your ready for Term- Terminator 2 episode? I don't remember. Um, I think it was four stars. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm an aliens guy. Mm-hmm. I just prefer this, you know, the, the story and the world. We had a VCR world on for our Terminator two episode. Mm. Big episode. A delight. All right. We got a, let's see. Subject line aliens poem. This comes from uh, Ben. Okay. Good evening. 70 millimeter gentlemen. I have for the first time in my life watched aliens. Although not as good as the original, at least in my opinion, it seems, the ending is something to truly behold as if stripped straight from my dreams. The set pieces, the costumes, and Weaver's untouchable hair leave me in awe and simply put, gasping for air. Mm. Sigourney's acting alone is what truly makes this film a treat. Her, Her portrayal of fear and dread is something that can't be beat. As a first-time watcher, I had a hard time with some of the voiceover. Oh, wait, this is the movie with Game Over, man. Game Over. <laughs> you didn't like that line, Danny, when he said Game Over, man? He finished the, finished the poem. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm noticing a theme in these movies with leading ladies, a recurring vibe that is toxic and quite grating. It took me a while to get over and settle my anger quite a bit but is almost every man in these films a total piece of shit? Anyway, all this to say, this would be a two-star movie for me, but a four-star performance from Weaver, Sigourney. Have a great night, gentlemen, and thanks for all you do. See you later, Crayon Noodle, and yes, Wiener, too. (laughs) 3.25 stars. Wow, wow, wow. That's a low rating, Ben. Well, that was a good letter. I don't know that. That's how that works. Check yourself, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that was a poem, KK. All right, let's get into our VMs here. We got we got a few in. Uh, let us hear from Forrest. What's up, 70 millimeter? It's Forrest. I want to talk to you guys about kind of a spiritual journey I went on this past week. Mm. Mm. Loaded up my heart and my good buddy Sophie. And we uh, took a risky trip. We went on a listening journey with uh, the spiciest host, Danny, oh my to listen gosh. to Olivia Rodrigo's <laughs> Sour. We could have been hurt. Uh, you know, the risk was really there, but we weren't. We went in with an open mind and open heart, ready to hear Danny's truth. And it rung out loud and clear. Uh, all that to say, you know, if you're out there listening and you're trying to decide, should I join the village? 
I think you should. I think you need to take that chance. You know, it's just like they say, live, laugh, Danny pray, nude, cray, ween, whatever one is your life motto, you know, just get with it. Mm-hmm. Click that subscribe button and join us. Okay. I love you. Bye. Farmer's putting in the work right now. He's putting in the work. Putting in the work. Am I making a live, laugh, Danny pray you. shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Take that down, Printful. I dare you. I dare you. Printful, don't don't take it down, please. Please don't. Thank you, Forrest. We love you too. A lot of buzz in the music channel this week. It's a big week. In Discord. We got our boy Fam dropping a VM. What's up, 70 of my boys? This is Fam calling in about the movie Aliens. Um, I enjoy the movie. It's a four star. It's kind of like the answer is the question of if we had more guns in the first Alien movies, would we have won easier? No. The answer is no. You would not have won easier. Um, But let's talk about the alien himself. Him and Freddy Krueger as a kid were probably the two things that scared me the most as a kid. Just looking at him, how big, and then the tongue, the teeth, and then acid spitting, and then ripping out of your chest. It was just a lot. Scared the crowd of me every time I saw an alien. Uh, This came to fruition at MGM studios in Orlando, Florida on the great movie ride. So in that move, in that attraction, each movie has its kind of own section that you go through. So there is an alien section. So this was right when the ride first came out and I knew there was an alien section. I didn't know what was going on. So as we get into the section, you're sitting in the cart. I can see people in front of me screaming, smoke, everything. (laughs) And I see the alien dropping from the ceiling, coming down to the cart and then coming back up. I'm freaking out. I I can't get off this Mm -hmm. ride fast enough. So I started looking and counting cars. I'm like, okay, it comes up and down every other car. So if my, I'm lucky enough. I could dodge it. I could be the other car, but I wasn't. Odds were not in my favor. It came down, strobe lights, screeching, <laughs> moving, smoke, just looked disgusting. And I melted into my chair. It was so bad. I freaked out. Um, I, I Then the ride keeps going and I try to compose myself, which will then turn the corner and then an alien's ripping through the wall to the right of you. So I was done. Um, you know, I'm cool with aliens now. I do enjoy the new movies. But when I was a kid, nah, not having it. So it was real bad. Thanks, boys. See ya. Mm. You you probably been on that ride a million times, Danny. Right? Mm-hmm. It is. It was a pretty terrifying, and they actually had it set up to where it kind of bamboozled you, um, where you could see the alien in the wall up ahead, and you were kind of focused on it, and then the one drops out of the ceiling on you. <laughs> and they actually had to stop the uh, coming out of the ceiling animation because it was really Somebody effing up died? some kids. No, I don't know if oh. it might died, but it was, it was, it was, it was terrifying, and it came, it came close. Wow. I'm sure it hit somebody. <laughs> Sheesh. It's, uh, I missed that. I rewatched the Freddy Krueger movies in the last couple of years and Freddy's a zilch. There's nothing scary about him now as an adult. As a kid, yeah. I have no desire to watch mm. those movies. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Part of any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no interest in Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. There's people who do. Happy for them. (laughs) (laughs) No interest in Freddy. Okay, we have two more BMs. Hey guys, it's Marcy. I'm calling in this week because uh, the last month I have been having nightmares about xenomorphs. And you can ask Dirk and he will verify that this is indeed fact. Um, Not only that, but I knew in these nightmares that the xenomorphs were specifically from aliens because they were tactical, maniacal, vicious, and just a bunch of bags of D's. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just straight up aliens. 
<laughs> which wow. they definitely are in that movie. Um, so Gosh. it's pretty wild that we're watching Aliens this week and Sigourney won the bracket. So I just wanted to say, hey, believe in your nightmares, kids, and one day you can get covered (laughs) on 70 millimeter. Also, I love the final battle with Sigourney and the queen and those sound effects of the alien that (laughs) (laughs) just with the tail flapping and everything. (laughs) It just makes me laugh so hard. And uh, one more final thing. Mm-mm. Last week, uh, somebody called in a quote-unquote Matthew McConaughey, and you guys said that was me. Well, it certainly was not me, and it certainly was not Matthew. That was like baby Billy. I swear it was. He's a wily trickster, and y'all need to keep an eye out for him, okay? If anybody's calling in pretending to be Matthew, it most certainly is baby Billy. So that's all I wanted to say, guys. Hope y'all have a glazed weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh <laughs> I thought for sure she was going to play the audio of like the egg sack opening with the mayonnaise oh. coming out for sure. Ugh. Why do you say it like that? Bag of D's with side of a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> that was an all-time voicemail. <laughs> going to have to edit it. We're going to get kicked <laughs> off the Spotify uh, paid subs beta. <laughs> Next VM, final VM of... The show, where is it? Hello, this is Dirk, Dirk Fieldwood calling in. And what do you guys think you're playing at? (laughs) When Marcy first opened up to me to tell me she were having nightmares about aliens, well, I recognised it immediately as post-xenomorph stress disorder, a common condition in avid moviegoers, and I used all of my medical knowledge to initiate Marcy on some staggered, desensitization therapy. By that I mean exposing her to films containing aliens of increasingly malevolent intent until she was able to watch aliens and sleep soundly. We started off simple with aliens that were just having a laugh, you know, like Lilo and Stitch, uh, Mac and me, a bit like the equivalent of Danny in a movie. Then we moved up to aliens producing a minor degree of peril Men in Black, Avatar, so a bit like the proto-level. And we were just reaching, we were just reaching the ultraviolet nature of Predator into Aliens, you know, the slim level. When, oh my goodness, you went and announced the Aliens episode for 70mm and Marcy having a bit of Stockholm Syndrome when it comes to 70mm, <laughs> just had to watch it, and all of my therapy were ruined. But anyway, love the show, uh, love you all, and how about that bit when he goes, game over, man, game over. My God, Dirk's wow. American accent is unreal. Holy crap. Was that a clip of the movie? Just got chilled up. Christ. Let me get this straight. Our comparison of alien films, I'm Mac and me and Proto's <laughs> Avatar and Matt is Predator. Is that what I'll I just it. heard? I'm, I'm fine with these pairings. I just got called Mac and me. I got to sleep on this. My question, wait, Marcy is having these xenomorph nightmares before we even announced aliens. Is yep. she a precog? Is that what's going on right now? Interesting. I just want to go on record as saying again, Dirk's American accent is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that how we sound when we do the British accents? Do we sound that good too? I would imagine so. We must. We must sound that good. We have to probably sound the same. (laughs) What is this wheelchair? (laughs) That's That's a real scene from the movie. We need to screenshot the the kid like going backwards into the water. That's a that's a meme template right there for the Discord. Oh boy! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh boy! What an episode! Another one of the books. Just a oh, reminder: books. the entire month of June, Indiana Jones. 4K release mm. is coming out. They're doing a big collection. And I think if you're a subscriber of that Paramount Plus, I think they're all in there. Maybe get that free trial, John. You know what I mean? Uh, a 4K stream? No. Not possible. I don't. Paramount probably has no capability of doing 4K streams. They're, you're right. They're too new. Right. So now is the time to bust out those VHSs and uh, get watching because it's going to be a big month for us. Proto, take us out. Big. Uh, Wow, what a month. The leading ladies that we saw. Powerful roles. Amazing work. I mean, we had Tilda, uh, Jenna Rollins, uh, Jodie Foster, Sigourney, Moana. What a month. Um, You know, we all have leading ladies in in our lives. So... We should go out and, and thank them for for being the leading ladies of our lives. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> go tell the ladies in your life that you love them. Go tell them. Mm. Go tell them that you love them. We'll see everybody next week for Indiana Jones. Seventy Millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and Viger, the robot who loves movies, created by Predalexis. Producer Amaritis, Dale underscore A. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. You can support our Patreon for access to the VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to exclusive episodes, discounts on merch, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links at 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast.